Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. This is the KZYX News for Tuesday, May 31st. I'm Sarah Wright. Russian River water users are preparing for another dry year, with water rights curtailments for those who depend on Lake Mendocino and the possibility of just a trickle coming out of Lake Pillsbury. PG&E, which still owns and operates the Potter Valley Project under an annual license, has asked the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission to give it permission to release five cubic feet of water per second from Lake Pillsbury into the east branch of the Russian River, which flows into Lake Mendocino. This is a variance from the 75 cubic feet per second that's otherwise required for this time of year. Elizabeth Salamone, the general manager of the Russian River Flood Control and Water Conservation Improvement District, says that although last year's variance was the same, water managers were expecting five times as much this year. The expectation of the 25 CFS minimum in-stream flow in the East Fork Russian River above Lake Mendocino was based on the storage level in Lake Pillsbury and the terms of the license. In other words, the the request for five CFS is a significant change from the current license. And I believe there will be questions for, you know, what is the justification for that great change from the expected 25 based on conditions and the, what they've asked for the five. Last year, PG&E aimed to have 12,000 acre feet in Lake Pillsbury by the end of the water year in the fall. This year, after consulting with the Round Valley Indian tribes and state and federal regulators, PG&E wants to make sure it maintains at least 30,000 acre-feet in the reservoir. That's to create cold water pools below Scott Dam for the benefit of endangered salmonids. Alicia Heyman, the executive director of Friends of the Eel River, says it's time to face the facts of water scarcity. I think that makes it eight of the last 10 years that they've required a variance to operate the project. And it's just really telling that the status quo is not sustainable. And it's not sustainable for anyone. Um, It's not sustainable for, for the interest in the Eel River, nor for water users in the Russian River. And I think seeking a new future for the project and for the Pillsbury Basin is really in the best interest of everyone. In a letter to FERC, PG&E wrote that if it has to continue releasing 75 cubic feet per second, Lake Pillsbury will be drawn down so low that its banks could be destabilized, which could affect the safety of Scott Dam. Janet Polly of the Potter Valley Irrigation District calls the variance dramatic. Potter Valley Irrigation District will still be getting its 50 cubic feet per second on demand, but the minimum in-stream flow going to 5 without a buffer is a dramatic decrease in what we believe should be the flows to begin. If we're going to start the year off as a dry year, that would give us 25 cubic feet per second buffer. And then what we believe is they should watch the lake level carefully. And if it gets to a point where it drops too precipitously, they could incrementally reduce the diversion rates through the project. The Irrigation District also submitted a letter to FERC, complaining that PG&E had not consulted with a full range of stakeholders before requesting the variance. Last year, FERC required PG&E to consult with the Drought Working Group to have the same variance approved. In its proposal to FERC, PG&E wrote that it does plan to reconvene the Drought Working Group, but if the full group is unable to agree on flow adjustments, the determination will be settled on by the Round Valley Indian Tribes, the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, and the National Marine Fisheries Service. 
The letter also says that according to the contract with Potter Valley Irrigation District, PG&E has the discretion to limit deliveries. The district differs on that interpretation, writing that it's still entitled to 50 cubic feet per second, but that it's been requesting less water to conserve the infrastructure at Lake Pillsbury. And the district declared that the new minimum storage target of 30,000 acre feet is not supported by any definitive studies or modeling of prior year conditions and is clearly outside of the existing license requirements. Salomon says the variance would have a significant impact on water users further downriver, too. If FERC approves the variance as it has been proposed by PG&E, it will have very significant impacts to water supply in the Russian River watershed, the upper Russian River watershed, for the summer of 2022. That 25 CFS that was expected would satiate some of the demand for the water rights, the appropriative water rights along uh, the upper Russian River. The Flight Control District has one of those appropriative rights, but so do many others, including urban water suppliers and agriculture. At 5 CFS, preliminary analysis is that the state water board would need to curtail all post-1914 water rights. The water rights system is based on priority dates. So the older your water right, the higher priority. It will cause curtailments to go back as far as 1914 um, and possibly earlier. There are some minor differences between this year and last. This year, it does protect an amount for human health and safety for all urban water suppliers and domestic diversions. And there's, a, like I said, a small amount for the highest priority appropriate water rights. Last year, the state issued full curtailments. No appropriative rights or riparian rights were um, able to pump. They were all curtailed. So it's a tiny, tiny bit better this year. Uh, but very, very small amount of better. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.